Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Sexton works top of the key into the lane, floats, bank shot, good, and a foul. Colin Sexton knocked it in off the window and a chance for a three-point play. They've stayed in attack mode. They're not backing down. DG top of the circle, left of the lane, alley-oop to Allen, pow! Oh, the throw to the pro. Garland behind his back on the dribble, drives and scores. Oh, a nifty move by DG, went behind the back, Took it to the rack and scored. This young man is so good. He can do whatever he wants to do with that ball. Okoro to the line, into the lane. Okoro puts it up off the glass and it rolls in for Isaac. Okoro with 32. Welcome to Cavs HQ presented by Sherwin-Williams. Thank you for joining us on the First Energy Cleveland Cavaliers radio network. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. From the Cavaliers Radio Production Studios at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in downtown Cleveland. Hi again, everybody, and welcome to Cavs HQ. Great to have you with us as we look forward to another fun-filled hour talking Cavs and NBA basketball along the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. Jim Jones, we've got a very special program lined up. Another member of the Cavaliers broadcast team, Brad Sellers, who listeners here during road games on Tito's Nightcap Recap, we'll be stopping by to pay us a visit. We'll talk Cavs and NBA basketball with Brad. And then once again, my friend, uh, you have opened up that black book of yours, and you've got a very special guest ready to join us in the Legends Chair. Tell our audience about him. Well, we have Derek uh, Harper, who uh, was a great player for many years, played on some great Mavericks. They were called the Mavericks then. Right. Some great Mavericks teams. And of course, played some great with some great New York Knicks teams up in New York. Tremendous leader on and off the court. A Florida kid that went to the University of Illinois and uh, made his mark, but is but came into our league, played a lot of years uh, from that point guard spot, defense and points. He could really get it done. And then we've got uh, our broadcast partner, Mayor Brad Sellers. His tremendous insight on the game. 
He's so in touch with our game. I think our fans are really going to be excited to hear what he has to say. Boy, Jim, it's hard to believe uh, starting tonight with the Dallas game, uh, the Cavs with only five contests remaining as far as this 2020-2021 season is concerned. And uh, I'm going to have some fun with you and Brad. I want to look at three guys that really seem to have markedly improved this year from game one to now at the back end of the season, uh, Darius Garland, Isaac Okoro, and Dean Wade. I know throughout the year. Great choices. Yeah, you guys, both you during the broadcast and Brad during uh, Tito's Nightcap Recap, have talked about development, and we've really seen some development from those three guys. Yes, we have. Right in front of our eyes, we've seen them become more comfortable, more confident, their aggressiveness has picked up because the, the game has slowed down for them and their anticipation is stronger. And you can build around those young kids. And that's where we are. You know, we're looking to build and add to. Jim, uh, when you look at the final week, what is still there? What is the goal for the team as far as what they'd like to accomplish? Well, we have so many players out, Tim. This summer coming up will be very important. The way that this protocol is going, there'll probably be more fans in the stands. That'll help give you some kind of home advantage. Uh, Also, I don't know how they're going to do the bubble or the quarantines or the restrictions, but I would assume based upon where this country is right now, a lot of that is going to be lifted. So there'll be a little more freedom. Uh, But the discipline that these young kids have shown through all of this and being able to go out there and compete every night with whomever's available uh, is outstanding. It shows the true character of this franchise. Yeah, they certainly have been battling, no doubt. All right, so we've got a fun show ahead. Brad Sellers, Derek Harper, some Cavs and NBA talk coming your way after this on Cavs HQ, presented by Sherwin-Williams on the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. Patrick Ewing draws the double. They swing it around to Smith to Harper. Harper open. And as long as he stays hot, New York has nothing to worry about. Derek Harper. Can he keep it going? Derek Harper. His sixth three-point basket of the night. That is seven three-pointers for Derek Harper. That is just one off the NBA playoff record. 78-62, Derek Harper having the playoff night of his life. And we welcome you back. It's Cavs HQ presented by Sherwin-Williams on the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. Great to have you with us. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones, Marty Allen, Kurt McLaughlin, Leo Simone on the other side of the glass. And, well, you just heard that highlight montage for our guest in the Legends Chair this week, Derek Harper, who, of course, had an outstanding NBA career, primarily with the Dallas Mavericks, and of course with the New York Knicks, who you That's just heard right. that, <laughs> who you just heard that highlight montage from when he poured in thirty against the Cleveland Cavaliers in an NBA playoff game, including those seven three balls. And Derek Harper, of course, uh, back with Dallas now as part of their uh, part of their television coverage. So we thought, well, hey, with this weekend being Dallas on Friday and Dallas tonight, uh, it'd be great to have Derek Harper join us. Boy, we were real impressed with Dallas on Friday night. Uh, this is a team that really appears to be peaking at the exact right moment. And, of course, yeah. uh, the Mavs and the Cavs uh, again tonight at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. But just your thoughts on, on how dangerous this Mavericks team is or can be 
come playoff time. They can be dangerous. There's no question about it. They have the depth as a team. They have, I, I guess you can say, one and a half, two stars when it comes to Luka and to Chris Stapps for Zingas. Um, I think the only thing that will keep Dallas from advancing and doing well in the playoffs is just immaturity. Um, they play well against the best teams in the league. They defend very well. Uh, Luka is an all-out. He just reached 5,000 points in just three years as a young player. First player in Mavericks history to do that. Um, I, we, we, we have a chance. We, we really have a legit shot. You said, you, you know, of course, we played Cleveland, so you got a chance to actually see them in action. They're just so deep. They beat the, the uh, second-best team in the Eastern Conference on uh, the other night, on, on, on Thursday night, without Chris Stapps, Porzingis, Maxi Kleber, they just have so much depth as a team that I think they can really make noise. Come playoffs, and I don't think anybody is, is like getting ready for the playoff run thinking, I want to start with the Dallas Mavericks because they're well coached. Rick is a tremendous offensive coach and this team just, just has all the things that it takes to be a champion as far as I'm concerned. You know, the other thing that I, that I looked at, of course, we're not overlooking and we just didn't mention his name, is Luca. Uh, what kind of player is he and, uh, and uh, what stands out? You know, you see him play all the time. I'm sure you go to practices. Yeah. What is so unique about his play? Man, what, that, that, that's an outstanding question. First, what, what's unique about it is that he came, obviously came for, from Slovenia, and he, he's been playing professionally, if you, if you add overseas in, in the equation. He came from there and has been playing professionally for like since he was 13, 14 years old. So he has a, wow. a crazy confidence. He's not afraid of the moment. And I think the, the most unique thing about him, JC, is that when he plays against the, the stars in the NBA, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Steph Curry, you, you, Giannis Adetokounmpo, you name the best players, Luka plays his best basketball. And wow. I, I think that means that he looks forward to the challenge of outdueling the best players in the league. And at 22 years old, you don't find a lot of guys that have the kind of confidence that this guy has. I mean, he, he comes out and he wants to simply be the best. He's not afraid of the moment, meaning that when the game is on the line, he wants the basketball in his hand. He's willing to be the hero or the GOAT, which you know as well as I know from playing in the NBA for a long time. Everybody doesn't have that pedigree. Luca has that. He's not afraid to fail. Um, just 22. That, that's the only thing that I can hold against Luka Doncic. He's young. So with you, you're going to have questions about shot selection, things of that nature. But that's nitpicking, right? I mean, you, yep. you don't, there's no such thing as a perfect basketball player. I think Will Chamberlain and, you know, Magic, Michael Jordan, those guys – you would say were, the, were, were, were at the top of their game on a regular base more than anybody to me. And when I say Magic, I, I think Magic is underrated like you don't know. You saw That's him right. firsthand, but people That's don't know right. how great he was. But Luca, 
is in that same category, not only as a player, but when it comes to the numbers that he's putting up as a player. Well, that's fascinating. All right, we got to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll continue with Derek Harper as he has settled into the Legends Chair here on Cavs HQ, presented by Sherwin-Williams. We'll continue with more of Harp after this on the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. Cavs HQ is brought to you by Sherwin-Williams, the official paint and coatings partner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And by Huntington. If you need guidance on your money right now, talk to Huntington. Welcome. Allen's trying to get in my good graces today. Maybe he wants me to buy him lunch or dinner or something because he's playing some awesome music on the other side of the glass. That is good music. (laughs) That is good stuff. Good stuff. As we welcome you back to Cavs HQ presented by Sherwin-Williams, Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones and Jim again has opened up that extraordinary black book of his to get a great guest in the Legends Chair. This week we're talking to Derek Harper, Jim. Yeah, uh, Derek. I wanted to look at when we did the game. I saw something that seems to be a formula for success, and that is when you have a young player like you have, who's not a super athlete, but who is the foundation for everything you do on offense and defense. I saw you last night surrounded with some super athletes, Hardaway and those couple other kids. I thought were outstanding. And uh, when he was on the floor with them, his orchestration and the respect they showed for him was unusual. And that goes back to Carlisle, right? Yes. You know, Jim, I think one of the most difficult things to do as a coach, as an organization, is to have a star and put the right people around that star. You guys did it in L.A. I mean, Magic had Kareem, had Worthy, had Michael Cooper, had Byron Scott. It just worked out. It, it just comes together. And here's the thing with Luca is he's a pass-first guy. The guy can score because of his size and, and the pace that he plays with. He can score 40 points a game. But I, I think the fact that his mindset is to make other people better, um, I say pass-first. I mean, he's a natural scorer. You don't average 28 points a game <laughs> and not be a scoring mentality. But – Luca knows when to make the right play, and he's done it since he's been here. I watched this guy practice twice, and I stopped going to practice because I'm like, <laughs> whatever it is, Jim, Luca has it. He wants to win because you know, you know, you can only be an individual and be successful for so long. Then people start right. to say, "Hey, when are you going to win a championship?" That's, That's what right. separates good from great is when you find a way to win a championship he wants to do that and i sincerely feel like the right pieces are around him dorian finney smith uh josh richardson they're they set the tone defensively for this maverick team and they play defense so hard and they're so committed to it until they force guys like luca to want to defend 
Porzingis, when he's on the floor, averages almost two blocks a game, maybe 1.5, 1.6 blocks a game. Um, this team gets along, right? And, and they just have the the wherewithal to be successful, man, night in and night out. And it's all led, it's led, beg your pardon, and spearheaded by what Luca does out on the basketball court. Just a uh, just a phenomenal talent, and I, I really feel like they're going to win a championship, if not this year, in the future, because of the way this team has been assembled. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that, Derek, because Jim and I during the broadcast Friday night were alluding to the continuity of the Dallas organization uh, with Donnie Nelson and, of course, uh, with Rick Carlisle. How important is that, that you know who is going to be making the decisions and the system that's going to be run and so forth? You know, I think, I think every, when you start talking organizations, I mean, you, you, you and Jim work together, right? So yep. by doing a broadcast together, you guys have to have trust in each other, correct? Yes. Yep. You, you, you have to trust the people that you're around. You have to kind of get a feel for them. And I think Donnie, Mark, Rick, they all trust when it comes to – and you're, you're not going to always hit a home run when it comes to drafting – filling your roster with free agents, things of that nature. But there's, there's a trust mechanism that I think is extremely important when you start talking about building a team, you talk about an organization. The Mavericks are tied together like I've never seen an organization and a basketball team. doesn't mean that issues don't pop their ugly head out because everybody has issues. There's no perfect marriage. There's no perfect relationship. When it comes to uh, your organization, but for the for the most part, I think there's enough respect and understanding when it comes to Rick, when it comes to Donnie, when it comes to Mark, that guys respect each other enough to um, to know when to say when, when to get out of the way, when to speak up. You know, we've missed on some draft picks in the past, but I think all in all, the Mavericks do their due diligence the right way. And that's the only way to build an organization. Well, let's stay in that vein. You have the most dynamic young player, I think, in all of professional sports. I want to ask you this. There was rumors two, three years ago before he came into the league how dynamic this kid was. Who got to the right people and said, you got to take this kid, you got to move up? The whole NBA knew about it, but you were the only (laughs) one that had the guts to take him. <laughs> but, you know, Donnie Nelson, I got to give him a lot of respect and props. Donnie is a guru when it comes to overseas players. Uh, he was in Golden State with his father, Don Nelson, yeah. when uh, Marcelonis oh, came into man. the NBA. Yep. Beat I'm you sure up. you remember him, a very oh, strong, beat you up and score on dominant yeah. player with the Warriors that really, really took the league by storm and had a lot of success. But Donnie has been overseas getting his hands dirty for a long time. And just like they found Dirk, yep. it was Donnie that found Dirk. It was Donnie that, that, that pulled Luca out of, out, out of the mud uh, as an overseas player. And they just continued to, uh, to do their due diligence, man, and go over there and find some of the best talent out of there and – Voila, here comes Luca. Luca Magic is what they call Luca here. Wonder Boy, whatever you want to call him. This guy is um, 
I mean, he's top five player. He was first team no all question. NBA last year. I think he'll be that again this year. And you know how that stuff goes, JC. Is the more you win, the more accolades you will That's uh, right. you will you will rack up. But um, I mean, just a phenomenal pick, man. I mean, like you said, Harp. This has been awesome, man. We really appreciate you dropping by. Fascinating conversation yes, and. Obviously, uh, as we get rolling into playoff time, uh, if the Mavs make a deep run, uh, you're certainly a guy that we're going to follow up with as far as sitting Please in the do. Legends Listen, chair. Let me let me say this. I will do anything for Mr. Jones, okay? Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, he, he, he's in the, he, we have a fraternity in the NBA. You're part of that fraternity also, but players, we rep each other. And whatever he needs me to do, I'll do it. And I'm sorry oh, I couldn't come you. on last week, but just oh, had no. some other oh, responsibilities no. with uh, with my Maverick broadcast. But anytime you guys need me, I'll be willing to uh, to sit down and chat. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Derek. You. Hey, we, so, Derek, you, you guys are my dark horse now. I got you. I got you. <laughs> oh, After what I've hey, seen the last day, two man. games, I saw that yeah. Nets game, hey. and I saw what you had and who was missing, and you still beat them. I said, you know what? That boy can beat them. <laughs> he can beat them. Oh, my goodness. It's good, man. You guys be blessed. All right. You okay, too, Derek. Thank you. Derek Harper sitting in the Legends chair and getting very comfortable with us on Cavs HQ, presented by Sherwin-Williams. Coming back after this on the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. Westfield is shining a spotlight on small businesses, and you could be one of them. Nominate your favorite small business serving the food industry in Northeast Ohio. Each month, Westfield and the Cavs will feature a new small business spotlight winner. Nominate your favorite business today at Cavs.com slash Westfield. We'll be back with the second half of Cavs HQ, presented by Sherwin-Williams, after this on the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. Dotson to inbound, near sideline, 5.2. Bounces it into Sexton. Sexton, left side, contested three. Good! Good! Sexton hit it! Sexton hit the three! 1.2 to go! He hit it! Sexton hit it over Kyrie Irving. We're tied at 127. What a shot by Young Bull! Oh, my! Prince inbounds left side to Garland, steps back, rainbow three, got it! There he is, Garland, sent that one to the heavens, and it did nothing but splash the net. Garland lobs it behind him to Wade, three ball up, three ball rattled in for Dean Wade. Dean Wade with his third three ball of the half, he's got 14 overall. Coral with a sensational 27 point game. Okoro left in the lane, drive, scored, and he got fouled! Isaac Okoro with an incredible game tonight. Give him 29 and a chance to tie the game at the line. And we welcome you back. It's Cavs HQ presented by Sherwin-Williams on the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones joined by our very special guest and another member of the Cavaliers Radio Network broadcast team, Brad Sellers, on the other side of the window, Kurt McLaughlin, Marty Allen. Great job by Kurt to put together that highlight montage. 
And guys, uh, first of all, Brad, welcome in. I know uh, you spend a lot of time with Mike Snyder on Tito's Nightcap Recap, but uh, it's good to have you on Cavs HQ. Glad to be in the H2 headquarters with you guys. <laughs> well, you put we put together that montage of uh, three guys for the Cavaliers that, boy, as you go back to the very beginning, opening night against Charlotte, uh, and you look at the development of Darius Garland, of Isaac Okoro, the rookie out of Auburn, and, of course, Dean Wade. I thought that would be an interesting place to start as far as this season was concerned. So, Brad, and, and obviously Jim, uh, let's start with Isaac Okoro because this kid was 19 years old when the Cavs drafted him. He has since turned 20, but played one year at Auburn, was brought in basically as a, a defensive guy, but his offensive game has really picked up. Uh, Brad, we'll start with you, and then Jim, jump in as far as the development of Isaac Okoro. Well, I, I just think Isaac Okoro is a, is a definite work in progress. He's gotten better, you know. And he, he, come, he comes into this league at a, a very young age, only playing one year at Auburn, so he's uh, he's been been thrown into the fire on the fly, right? And so, but you've seen where I think anybody scouting talent in this league wants to uh, they want to see it, which is progression. And he has made progression, and he has obviously picked up some things. He's got some things in the offseason to work on, but I like his tenacity. I like his eagerness. I like his ability to to, to, to play within the lines and color within the lines. But uh, the upside, I think, for Isaac Coro is there, right? And, and now will be dependent on the coaching staff and how they help develop this young player and his mentality to get himself developed and be a better ball player. I just think that one of the things about him is, well, there's two things. Uh, and, and Brad stated them all very eloquently, and those are the intangibles. Because there's a whole bunch of guys that come into our league with talent and potential, but they don't have the ability and the discipline to do those things that are necessary in their head. Not necessarily the skill set and already developed maybe a certain amount of skills, but the ability to work hard, be fearless, and uh, stay with it. And those intangibles, I think, will serve him well. The other thing is that they told us that he did have one skill set that was already developed, and that's his ability to get to the rim and finish. And over the last three weeks, and I'm sure Brad will agree, we've seen a lot of that. Brad, yeah, you absolutely, you absolutely have, Jim. I think he has been. Uh, I don't think, I don't think, I as as a former player and and a guy that does uh, analyst work, I have not been disappointed for understanding what was coming our way. And I just wanted to see progression, and I'm seeing progression. Yes. Now that yes. you know, you you in this league, you develop between your second and third year. That's where you make the leap, right? Except for those few raw ones that come out from day one, but that's where the leap is coming. So I think he's got a chance. Mm-hmm. How high is his ceiling? I mean, he's only 20 years old. Well, well, I just think his ceiling is really uh, more acclimated to who they surround him with, right? He's a he here. Let's not. He's not a he's not a guy that's going to carry the load for you, right? But he's a he's more than a complimentary piece. You surround him with other good players, now you're going to get something out of this kid, right? The one thing I like about him is just this: he just he's hungry. He comes to play every day. I don't think there's been a game, Jim, that he's ever backed down in and been scared that's to beat right. him, right? And so that's a that's a good launch point in this league to me. That says it all. All right, so let's move on to player number two as far as uh, we're looking at three during this segment. And again, the three players that I kind of chose here, they all have had different ways to go through their development. Of course, Isaac Okoro being the rookie. Darius Garland 
in his second year. He had his ups and downs certainly last year. Uh, was coming off the the injury, had only played five college basketball games. Uh, Jim, we'll start with you on this one for Darius Garland. Boy, the development that we've seen out of the Cavs guard, to me, is really, really special this season. Well, we know that, that the thing that makes Sexton unique is his consistency. But here's a young player who over the last, I would say, five weeks uh, has been our best player. His ability to not only create for himself, but create for his teammates. He has a really astute understanding of the time and score. And uh, he comes to play every night. Uh, and he's young. And he's young. I don't know what his upside is, but I do agree with Brad wholeheartedly. Whatever we surround those two particular players with is going to magnify what they do best. Brad, your thoughts on DG? Well, he, I, I agree with you. He's been spectacular. He's been the best player here in the, down the stretch. There's been no question about it. And I told you just a while ago that, you know, for, for most players in this league, it's the leap between the second and third year. So we're in his second year. He's making the leap. You see it, yep. right? Because he's coming here. And you know how uh, you, you know he's making the leap? When people put, when Jimmy puts you on the scout report, they're not going to start to double team you, right? That means you're a problem, right? <laughs> That's so, right. If other franchises are starting to re- recognize that he's a problem, it's a good problem for the Cavaliers to have. I agree with you guys. I think Darius Garland, the last 15 games, has been the best player on the Cavalier floor. Absolutely. I mean, and you can just see his confidence level and his comfort level rising. And, and guys, you both played in the NBA. How long does that usually take to get acclimated to the NBA game? It depends on who you are and what your skill sets are, right? And depends also who you're surrounded by, right? Because if you got a young player and you're surrounded by veteran players that are better, they give you more shielding. If you're, if you're not you're on a weaker team, you're in the fire a little bit more. But I always say two to three years, you should get a good eyeball on who somebody is, right? You're going to have a chance to know whether they can make it or not. Now, that's not always 100% accurate, but if a rule of thumb, Tim, I think that's, it, it, it's, it's been pretty solid. Yeah, and, you know, he has that, uh, that catch and shoot. And he also can put it on the floor. And that uniqueness with that great handling uh, uh, of the ball and the creativity he used with it, with his change of pace dribble, he can get to the rim one-on-one against anybody. And that's why teams now are trying to build a wall to slow him down, just like they've been doing for Sexton for about half a season. So the third guy I want to touch on is Dean Wade. Now, his growth has come in a different way than Isaac's and Darius's and the fact that he has taken advantage of an opportunity. I mean, you go back, as I said, to night one, and at that point uh, Kevin Love was perceived to be a healthy going into the season, and all of a sudden uh, that goes the other direction, and Dean Wade really took advantage of the opportunity. Uh, guys, your thoughts on Dean Wade and what his future looks like? Well, I, I, here, J- Dean Wade has made the most of an opportunity. you got to give him credit because uh, he was a guy that was bouncing between G League and, and getting a, a stand or two to run a couple games here with the, with the, with the parent franchise. But uh, given the minutes and the time and opportunity, he's a guy that stuck to his trade and he's come here and I think he's earned his way here with this, with this team. So I just think that Dean has done an outstanding job with the opportunity that he was given. Yeah, I like his size. You know, he, he is a legitimate 6'9". Uh, both of his parents had played college basketball 
Uh, he's from a sports family. His sister plays sports. And so he's into it. Uh, the thing I like about it, he's deceptively a decent, let me put it like that, because he, he still uh, has, doesn't have a lot of experience guarding some of these forwards. Uh, he has a good, solid fundamentals as far as defense is concerned. And I have to agree with the, I think this is going to be the foundation for those three guys in particular, is that what we put around them is going to magnify what they can do best. I agree with you totally. I don't know why we're on the same page, because we haven't talked today, have we, Brad? <laughs> no, we haven't talked yet. We haven't talked today, Jimmy. You know, I'm a, I'm a school of the Jim Chones school of, of oh, knowledge. come on. Ah, right? uh, <laughs> so, guys, great minds here, think alike. To, 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 Jim's point, to Jim's point, it's this. Look, what, look at the Wizards. The Wizards were going nowhere to Westbrook walked in the door. That's right. Right? It's who you put around me to elevate the skills of everybody else, right? You put the right people around certain people, you get you get an explosion. And this is what I think, you know, I think our offseason consists of trying to find people that can help us do that. Oh, that's an awesome take. All right, Jim Jones along with Brad Sellers and yours truly, Tim Elkhorn, on Cavs HQ, presented by Sherwin-Williams. We'll talk more Cavs and NBA basketball following this on the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. It's just not enough. Oh, 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 be still my heart. A little Barry White and a Love Unlimited Orchestra. My very first concert. Thirteen years old. Providence Civic Center. It's like the more you give, the more I want. And baby, that's no lie. And I've been scarred for life ever since. We welcome you back. It's Cavs HQ presented by Sherwin-Williams on the First Energy Cavaliers radio network. I am a huge Barry White fan. I am an absolute huge Barry White fan. Jim, I know you enjoy some Barry White once in a while. Yeah, the dancing walrus we used to call him. (laughs) You know, and uh, and and that and yeah. that and that and that was affectionately. Yeah, that that was affectionately, because uh, you know, you know, Barry had that, babe. I think if Brad was sitting in a legends chair, he just fell out of it right now. <laughs> yeah, it was called oh, the Dancing Walrus. Yeah, yeah. the Walrus of Love. Yeah. <laughs> So, guys, we got about a week left. Uh, of course, uh, Dallas tonight at Rock and Mortgage Fieldhouse, and then uh, season will conclude uh, a week from today against Brooklyn. But uh, just your thoughts generically overall on how this season went. Uh, going through a rough stretch right now, but if you look at the big picture for the Cavaliers, what's your thoughts with uh, five games left starting tonight? Uh, we're a work in progress. We are we are a work in progress. We've got a ways to go, right? We've got to tighten up our delivery here because we've got some pieces that are workable and we got some pieces, some holes that we gotta fill, we got some questions we have to answer, right? And I'd say that for any team that doesn't make the playoffs. Right? I don't care if it was Chicago, Detroit, whoever I uh, I don't care what it is, there's an analysis coming here, right? And then you have to ultimately understand if what you have in the wells 
is enough to get there. And if it's not, what are you willing to do to to deepen the well so that you have an opportunity, right? You've got some pieces here. But the way the league is structured now, you don't have a lot of time, right? Because people can fly to town real quick here, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, we've got our work cut out for us. A lot, like I said, I, the, the three players that you talk about right there, Sexton, we got some workable pieces, right? But now – you got to also look around who else is in the conference in the league who's doing things, right? Who's who's an up-and-comer, right? Who you're going to have to compete against for these playoff spots. So I, I don't think it's getting by anybody in the front office. There's no secret to how uh, teams are built here. We've done it before. Yeah, I agree. You know, it is, And it's a young league, and that's one thing people have to remember. It's a, it's a lot of kids playing against kids, and it's a lot of young players with less than five years of playing ability who are in a situation where they – where they're counted on, where the responsibilities are more than maybe traditionally. And so you're constantly evaluating. And uh, one of the things that I know, and and, uh, Brad could testify with this with all the great Chicago teams he played on, this thing of diversity in your skill sets and in your talent base on your roster is so important because it takes eight to nine guys to have a winning record, not just the starting five. The starting five is the entree. It gets you going. But in order to sustain excellence and to keep winning, you need three to four and sometimes five, depending on your strategies. You're going to need all those players. So you have to diversify. Everybody's gotten into switching and looking for that six, seven, six, eight guy who could do a multiplicity of things. But it's more than that. You really need guys who can defend and who can also score and who could create for someone else all in one person. And until we get to that point, we're in constant evaluation. Well, you're right about that, Jim. All right, guys, we got a few minutes left. Now, one week from tonight, the regular season will have been concluded and we'll know all the matchups and the first round and the play-in and all that. Now, we don't know that today because there's still a lot of fluidity. But I just want to ask you guys generically, both East and West, uh, who's a team that right now you think is really on a roll going in? And who's a team that if you're looking at them, you go, boy, I'm not sure I want to see them early in the playoffs? I'd say on the West side, I'd say Golden State seems to be putting it together. Right, It's going to be come together at the right time. Obviously, uh, the, the West is in flux. I'm not, I'm not totally sold on Denver, and I'm not sold on, you know, I don't think Dallas stays around long, right? But um, I think that, to Jim's point, the teams that have eight, nine players deep and are flexible players that are interchangeable, that can do some things, that can really contribute, are going to have a chance to make a run. If you're only running with five players, because some of these teams are like running with four or five players, you're not going to, your longevity in this playoff run is going to be short, right? And that's just history what teaches me that, right? You have to have some depth here. If I'm on the east side here, I'm thinking I'm thinking more like, uh, like to see what the Knicks have to do. And I think Milwaukee's coming. I actually think Milwaukee is coming, right? So um, I'm, I'm intrigued by the Knicks because the Knicks haven't been around in so long. Uh, I don't know. Brooklyn seems, I don't know what team from Brooklyn is going to show up when they show up, right? And they haven't all had all their pieces, but um, they should be in the mix. So those are my those are the ones I see out front. Jim, who are, who are a couple of teams you wouldn't want to have to play that you think are really kind of getting at the peak of their game right now? 
You know what? It's it's hard for me. For some reason, I like Milwaukee. All of a sudden, I'm I'm watching Milwaukee, and I'm watching our holiday is playing, and I'm saying to myself, you know what? Based on their system, uh, you know they could be a tough out. The Nets, I totally agree with Brad. They haven't been together. I don't care how great they play. When this, when those, when that third, fourth, and fifth game comes up in that series, and they know what you're going to do, and you guys aren't in a groove or condition, I don't know how the Nets are going to respond. Those are the kind of games you lose by one or two points. I do like the Knicks because they defend, and uh, they've got a kid named Rando, who sh- who uh, at least you get a couple votes for MVP. On the on the West side. I'm looking at Utah and the Clippers for the very reason Brad said, because of their depth. Deep. Yep. 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 Great point. All righty, guys. This has been a lot of fun. I don't know if Marty's going to take us to the break with some Barry White or not, but I've enjoyed (laughs) this immensely. So, uh, Brad, great job all year on Tito's Nightcap Recap with Mike on the road games. and. Uh, look forward to hearing you uh, a lot more. We may have you back on Cavs HQ just to delve into I, some things once we get to the office. I enjoy being with you guys. I just tell you that it's, it's hard for Mike and I to follow you guys. You put it down so well during the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll take that oh, as no, a You do a great job. We'll take that as a compliment. Thanks, Thank Brad. You. We appreciate it. Brad Sellers joining us here on Cavs HQ, presented by Sherwin-Williams on the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. Wow, did that hour fly by as we put a wrap on this week's edition of Cavs HQ, presented by Sherwin-Williams. All sorts of people to thank. First of all, Brad Sellers and Derek Harper, Tremendous guest this week as far as the program was concerned. Of course, great big thank you to the guys on the other side of the window. Marty Allen, Kurt McLaughlin, Leo Simone, Jim Jones. A great big thank you to you. And the biggest thanks goes to you, the listeners. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget Cavs basketball tonight along the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. Cavs taking on Dallas at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. We'll talk to you again then. So until then, Tim Elkhorn saying... So long, everybody. Cavs HQ was brought to you by Sherwin-Williams, the official paint and coatings partner of the Cleveland Cavaliers, and by Huntington. If you need guidance on your money right now, talk to Huntington. Welcome.